folks, um, slightly kind of down here as we, we kick off Fleet Week. Usually we have big videos, right, Because We have like we play the, the intro gimmick and all that stuff. Usually we're on time. Um, we pride ourselves on professionalism around here. Chris and I usually get here around 45 minutes to an hour early. Um, we look over the format. We discuss any you know key points of contention. But this week, it was just us. Right, Chris and we were told someone would be a little late. Um, on half an hour, Chris, do you see Dukes around here? Because I have not seen Dukes. I don't see him. I mean, he's he's not here. I don't see him. I don't see him backstage. Wasn't at the production meeting. It was not. Or or the pre-production meeting either. True. True. Um, no Dukes. Now I want to be clear here, folks. Very often we will dunk on the the famed Tope Suicida man. Um, he was very clear he couldn't make this show, right? He was booked. He has to work a house show tonight for WWE. And um we wish him the best in that endeavor. But that does not explain where our friend Young Dukes is. And then I'm sorry to announce that we did get an explanation as we got a message read as follows. Here we go. I sustained an injury at the mall. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds, you know, that sounds like a lie. Uh, I thought the same thing, and then and then we got a little deeper into it. I'll be home in around 20 minutes. Sorry, that's fine. 20 minutes. I mean, that was also a lie, but, you know, whatever. Um, we asked what, Chris and I being the caring friends that we are, we asked what was the issue. He said, and I quote, I ran up the down escalator and busted my shit. Now, Chris, can you just confirm the audience? Because, you know, they trust you. You're a man of the law. Um, that is actually what he said. It was a direct quote, uh, correct? Word for word, direct yeah. quote. But you guys got to remember, uh, our friend Dukes is roughly 12 years old. So True. this is this is True. par for the course. This is. Yeah. Um, this aged, interestingly. Um <laughs> That's one way to describe what he did. Is, I mean, he, you know, he's running towards the grind in some ways, wasn't he? Really, it was his main issue. Um, I don't know. I mean, he busted his shit. I mean, I don't know what sort of state he's going to show. Apparently, he's going to be here in a minute. He could he could be, like, bandaged up. I <laughs> really don't know. I don't know the links that busted my shit covers. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> because the question has to become, what, like, what is, how does that affect him being late? <laughs> Right. right like did they have to put him back together like what was he in hospital we don't know we none of us have the answer to these questions we just have to we have to wait and see and see what happens here when it gets but nonetheless it is fleet week we have a lot to get into um i guess for the sake of wrestling conversation chris fair to say this was a pretty big week for aw right they had a pretty good one this week huh fair to say i mean wrestling in general but specifically yeah. aw had a great great week very fun to say the mm -hmm. least yes they had four uh, TV broadcast for a free four hours of TV, I should say. Um, Dynamite Rampage and the extra Battle of the Belts. We got a Jeff Jarrett double header, which uh, one of the titles for this video is Jeff Jarrett Appreciation Society, um, which I, you know, I'm sticking to my guns on. So we have that to get into. We have TNT title change. We have much to explore. Um, and you know what? While we're waiting for our friend Young Dukes, we'll we'll get into it because. You can always catch up when we get to, of course, the, the famed vibrator segment. Let's quickly have a look at the chat. Um, interesting question here. Does the third page of Larry Bird have to change his screen name after Skip Bayless um, doing bad tweets? What do we think, Chris? I 
I, I, I think that's above my pay grade. I do. I don't think that's, that's fair. you know, I'm still a young lion. I just came back from excursion. You told me strikes weren't stiff enough. I, I had to go for two weeks. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I. It mm. does seem bad, doesn't it? Uh, I would say, depending on how hard it is to to handle the Twitch screen name, I would suggest a suspension of the name, like maybe leave it for a couple of weeks, and then we'll see where we stand with skipping. You know, because. But I think Skip can uh, he can redeem himself. He just should probably not interrupt his co-host when. When they're making their return to the national television show that they're on, would be my suggestion. So, third page of Larry Burdish, your call ultimately. I would suggest a suspension, and we can revisit this topic in a couple of weeks on this very program. So, hang in there, pal. Um, what do you think about this, Chris? Monty was right about that young Duke's kid. That's a little spiteful. I don't know. I, I think it's too early. I think it's too early. Yeah. I did, though. I did see. I left, but I, I saw it again when he was saying that. That Duke's uh, what is that? He's gonna he's gonna drop the ball before he has has enough power to block. So what is it? To, to yes, <laughs> yes. That, is, that was that was quite good. I must admit, him and Monty at one point were just sort of trading back and forth. It was very very good. Uh, impressed me. Um, thank that you, Dion. And, uh, and the, he'll be like he'll be another forgotten footnote in wrestling media, whatever it is. <laughs> Yeah, another what if. Another what if, another what if. Yeah, what a list that is. Um, Thank you, Dion. I appreciate it. You guys can check out on WrestlePurious.com where you can find both Chris and I popping ourselves at times, but my new uh, Omega Osprey review is on there now, so feel free to check that out. If you're interested, hello, Brent. Uh, The skip videos are not deleted, but they are under the same suspension I just mentioned to the third page of Larry Bird. Um, I think Shoot played one on Thursday. And I quickly distanced myself from that as a smart politician in the game. So that is our official stand on Skip Bayless matters. Um, let's now talk some graps here before Dukes gets here. Let's get the good stuff in. Um, Dynamite was excellent this week. We had, you know, the new set and all that stuff. Before we even get into the matches themselves, what did you make of the new staging and all that good stuff, Chris? I loved it. I know there's there's a lot of people that aren't fans of the the whole, like, LED setup in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, but I, I I was a big fan of it, and I think throughout the show they showed how like how how much of a difference or, or they really took advantage of the the lighting, especially too on the stage it, it, right off the bat with Ricky. Like mm-hmm. he came out, and obviously that's him. I mean, Ricky is a Ricky's a star, but they yeah. it really he seemed like the center of attention of this program mm-hmm. uh, right off the bat. So yeah, no, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought throughout the week, um, seeing the new uh you know screens for everybody. And presentation of entrances is really fun. I liked it so far. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Um, it's not like my preferred style, but it looks big time. It looks slick. You know what I mean? Like it, it looks like a big time show. So I think in that sense, it's a, a hit. Um, I still think it's kind of weird how the like the bright stage contrasts with the um, just simple in ring part of things. You know, right. which is not an issue. I think it's probably better than going like full toy set. But um, oh, yeah. you're talking about in the chat too. The 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 announce table shots yes. were incredible. Yes, that was that was very very cool. Uh, they also had the shot. Um, there you go, goalie. But you know when they came back from the break, they had the shot of the city, which is something like a, and that stuff. I know people roll their eyes. That's WWE stuff. I mean, the reason they've done that stuff is because some of that stuff's just good production, man. Like it's right. it's it's a it's a smart call. Um, to the actual action itself, let's kick off with the opener, Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho. Um. This one had a lot of crowd heat. Place was rocking for this, which wasn't a surprise by any means. Um, my question to you, Chris, was: Was the result a surprise to you? Um, 
I, I, I would have been like, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been out of the realm of possibility to me either result. Mm-hmm. But I think, I wouldn't say like I expected this, but this was, um, like I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Like this is, yeah. this makes sense. Uh, Ricky just, you know, came off the, the loss to Max recently, and then you know Jericho's got his stuff going on, but um, Ricky's a big enough star now to where this isn't surprising, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think the result was surprising. I do think the way it was done was kind of like wow, like he the way he just pinned him flat in the middle. Um, right. Not because of even the political elements that everyone always talks. Like I just it, it caught me a little off guard the way he beat him so clean. But um, I'm intrigued by the next step here. You know, they they got some heat on Ricky afterwards. I assume we're gonna get some kind of tag with. Ricky and Action Andretti opposite, you know, Chris and Hager or 2.0, whatever it may be. Uh, Sammy and Garcia, perhaps. You know, something of that ilk. Where do you think the end game is here? Is it a singles rematch at Revolution? Is it some kind of multi-man match? Like, what do you what do you kind of see being the – or is it one of those cases, Chris, where it's so far away that you can't even, can't even imagine right now? Well, that's what I'm scared of, honestly. Like, yeah. right now, I, was thinking, I mean, it's a Jericho feud, so I was like, I don't know if it's any of those. Yeah. I mean, it might be all of those things, if <laughs> – if we're being honest, but um, yeah, it, it's for right now. I'm cool with it because it's it's a big feud for Ricky, and also the way that they've presented Action Andretti has been, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty awesome so far. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure exactly where we're going, but I think it's early on enough that like you know we we hope it gets handled well and not dragged out for for too long. But I won't I won't put it down this early yet. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely early enough to be optimistic, and this was a good start. Match had a lot of crowd excitement and energy, and um, you know, I think we're pro Starks around here. You know, oh, sure. and, and he looked he looked great, and you can tell. I mean, obviously, we know that they're they're they're, they're propelling him to the top, and and that he's been on that mm-hmm. trajectory. But the way that he won, like you were mentioning before, like yeah. despite all the shenanigans and the outside interference and the baseball bat and everything, like he still couldn't. Jericho mm-hmm. still couldn't beat him. So. That, that's pretty huge for Ricky. And, yeah, we'll see, see where it goes. Quick shout-out to Brent. Yeah, he is great. That is Nitro stuff. We shouldn't credit the World Wrestling Federation with good things that our Lord and Savior Eric Bischoff produced in the mid-'90s. You know, thank you, Brent. I appreciate that. I like this Garcia business here. Using Ricky – I mean, you don't want to repeat the Brian thing, but Ricky kind of feeling like Garcia is, you know, better than being just a stooge for Jericho. Feels natural. Um, those two fellas in their very limited – Online interactions have always popped me. Garcia and Starks. There's definitely, it feels like an overlap there in personality. Immediately got Brent with that Bischoff pop. You see that, Chris? I oh, know I'm doubt. You know they doubt me sometimes. Still at the fastball. Um, so I like the I like the I like the Garcia piece of this. We'll get Duke's take on some stuff when we do the vibrator later. But a good opener uh, to Dynamite. This now kind of flips the other side of the of the show. Uh, the the closer, the main event. Darby Allen winning the TNT title, dethroning the King of Television. Um, in what very much felt like a direct sequel to what we got was a month ago, right? Like, Darby sustained a hell of a beating again. This time, though, he came out on top. That fucking awesome-looking code red set up for the two coffin drops. This is a this is a magical pairing, isn't it, Joe and Darby? What did you think? It's awesome. I, I mean, I love their match uh, from a few weeks ago. I mm-hmm. I like this one, too. I, I, I still prefer that one, but, man, this yeah. one had yeah. – it, it felt like a moment, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when Darby won, I think throughout, you know, Joe was great. Uh, Darby had me with the the ladder spot. I was so concerned. Um, mm-hmm. But at this point, you know, whenever he has a match, you're, you, there's a few moments where you're like, oh, okay, this is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to feel about him doing all this stuff, this stuff for his mm-hmm. own body. 
but um man yeah it, it was really good how, how do you how do you feel about about this this, this outcome this result I'm for it personally. Um, I think Joe did a great job of like rebuilding the belt as a transitional champ. I just don't think Joe's optimal role is like workhorse champ. You know, yeah. like to me, I think now you transition into like big feuds for Joe where he just picks an, a rivalry with someone. I mean, they kind of had that award low, but it never felt, you know, they weren't like trading promos really you know, for whatever reason that is we don't have to get into. But yeah, I, I, feel like, good I feel like they were very opposite, like. I wouldn't even. I mean, I don't know if you could call Wardlow. He's not transitional champion, but like their reigns, yes, were very yeah. kind of polar opposite in the sense of like not that Wardlow did anything to diminish the belt or whatever, mm-hmm. but you could definitely t- like like while he was champion, it was kind of for me at least, it was kind of like okay, where are we going? Where are it we was going? aimless. Where yeah. are we going? Where are we going? Yeah. Whereas Joe, it was like we got really we had really fun matches, and it, it mm-hmm. the the outcome was like oh this is you know this is yeah. a great next step. I agree, and if it was a simple choice between Wardlow or Derby, I I personally think they made the right choice. I mean, that, but everyone knows like my stance on that. But um, speaking of choices, we're about to be joined by someone who made quite the choice today, um, the gentleman who who busted his shit earlier today, <laughs> Young Dukes. Oh, you're still in one piece, it appears. Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. I um I hobbled to the finish line. I have arrived home. Um, I'm ready for Fleet Week. Okay, you're okay. I'm fine. Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Would you like anyone to report anything to the police or local no. medical, medical facilities? Or No, it was just me being a dumbass. It's fine. Okay. Um, there were some allegations that what you did was a sort of literal embodiment of running from the grind. Fair. I was kind of running to the grind because That's, I was the, yes. yeah, I was the only one that was doing it, and my friends just kind of stood there at the bottom and watched me. Yeah. You run into it, really. See, my, my next question was going to be if there were other people there that were doing it too. But no, I thought it was like a group thing, and then I turned around and no one else was doing it. And they were like, "Mike, what are you doing?" And I'm like, "I got to keep going." I'm like halfway up. Yeah. Your friends call you your shoot name. They don't call you dudes. No, they don't call me dudes. Kayfabe. Tremendous, dude. Do you have any take on the main event of Dynamite? Yeah, it fucking ruled. Um, I heard that. Yeah. My dad was very happy that Samoa lost. Fair. Um. And then Sting hugged him at the end. It was very good. He hugged your dad or he hugged Darby? No, he hung Darby Allen. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the decision, the, you know, the finish and such. And I um, I think the play is kind of to just make Darby like the CNC champ. Like he can lose it every couple of months, but it almost always goes back to him. If it was mm-hmm. like just such a natural, I mean, we're going to get into it here later, but he had an immediate fucking like banger title defense for this thing two days later. I mean, it's just the role for him. So, um, yeah, I think this was a hit. Dynamite book ended by, by quality, no doubt. There was some great stuff along the way, too, in the middle. Um, at this point, we will, we will pivot towards the Jeff Jarrett Appreciation Society segment. Uh, we're going to just talk about both matches here as, like, a body of work. You know, like, if you do a Godfather podcast, you're best just talk about one and two. There's no point splitting them. They're so, they're so kind of intrinsically great together. Um, some people doubted Jeff Jarrett. I didn't. Here he is. Uh, making Jay Lethal entertaining, kind of. They're opposite the acclaimed, who have become like a legitimate world-class act. They've had two matches this week. One was a no-holds-barred match, allegedly. I think they had a combined like 23 minutes <laughs> across these two matches. And there are multiple things I remember from both of these. Jeff Jarrett, in the first match, had two of the great AEW moments ever. I'm not doing a bit. Number one... His dance behind the referee's back when Billy Gunn got ejected. 
Yes. Lock for greatest moment in AEW history contender. Number two, him body checking Aubrey mm. to try and stop her from from overturning the call, <laughs> which is an insane heel moment that he did with like complete glee. Uh, in all seriousness, bits aside, this is actually been a really fun program though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dukes, what have you made of the Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal versus acclaimed TV program we got here? When it started, I was very like, oh no, Jay Lethal is in a title mm-hmm. feud. But it was before Jeff Jarrett had started doing his, um, really portraying his artistic vision on television. Mm-hmm. You know, getting his getting his ideas across to the universe. And now, you know, yes. I'm in. Well, you know, in, in a time when everyone's doing their best, you know, quarter impression. You know, finally, you see, you see some, you see some Jeff Jarrett, and you go, well, "Hold on a second, <laughs> maybe, maybe we misjudged this situation." Um, Chris, what did you make of this tag title? Yeah, so, so I would agree. At first, I was like uh, concerned with the decision to where we were going with the acclaimed next. Mm-hmm. But then, when you think about it, when you analyze the situation, right? You got FTR is in Japan, right? They were they were in Japan for you yeah. know this whole. You have to think that take that into account if you're Miro is doing that. a TV show, of course. You know, obviously, we're on like month ten of filming that one. Eleven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um and the bucks are doing their trios thing right so there's really no obvious next step and this at the very least is like very entertaining so far at least with a lot with what we've gotten it's fun so yeah no i really enjoyed it um i didn't think i would to be honest but yeah just jared's over the top i mean that whole act being super over the top yeah was was hilarious so yeah i liked it sonjay was he was something else, man. When he put the referee shirt on on Friday, I mean, that was that was just real jumping raps. around. Yeah, it's just it's horseshit. Like genuinely, it's horseshit American wrestling. But because no one does horseshit American wrestling anymore, like it feels fresh, you know. Yeah. The issue was fifteen years ago that that just everything was that. So it's like it was it's just you know cycle thing. Um, also, Jeff is in objectively the correct role for his whole career, which is like mid card stooge and not right. Ric Flair impressionist. <laughs> and he, and, and, and- and that the, the whole act complements the acclaimed really well because they're obviously yeah. like they're at, at their core it's a funny act and mm-hmm. they got the daddy ass and the scissor yeah. and all that stuff it just it works well and they offer like millions of potential dunks to the acclaimed so they will always look the cooler team like easily without it. like max has so much material to work with you know i mean come on um it's just it's a natural fit like on like no jokes here if you don't like jeff Jarrett, i get it i understand but I do think this has been effective in the sense that they are such pure uh, heel counterparts to the acclaimed. That it's just kept the momentum rolling on the tag champs. And look, it's not, you know, necessarily something for Dave's spreadsheet, but I think we'll enjoy this. We'll remember this stuff fondly. I mean, the crowd certainly loved it. So um, also, quick note, the crowd's response to the fake title win was unbelievable like oh uh, my heart sank i like incredible. i like i like slashed down on the caps and i was like oh no yeah and the way that the, the heels sold it too mm-hmm. looking at the sky and shit <laughs> like finally <laughs> it's good stuff it is what it is um the remake which match did you prefer the second one second one was more outrageous right? i like the second one yeah yeah second one chris what do you think second i don't know the finish to the first one carried like it was so funny to me just the yeah. you're right like the reaction to them winning like they won the finals like it was just yeah. awesome <laughs> so the funny. second one was an insane spectacle there was so much going on 
when Satnam got hit with the guitar and like oh, kind of no sold but also sold. I screamed. <laughs> I didn't even know how to describe it either. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a tree in the awesome. wind. He was sort of like, <laughs> and then he and then he they just double choke slammed. Oh, it was beautiful. Um, Mike Posey got choke slammed. Oh yes, and they, they dunked on Mike Posey too. Yes. Like, he hasn't been on TV. <laughs> they did. So was that like was the bit there that we hadn't seen him since FTR Briscoe? I think so, yeah. What if oh, that's just I his didn't even catch that. I didn't catch that. At every all. Ma- every match he gets just shit on. Yeah, because the thing is, he may have he may have been there between, but the last thing obviously I remember was he run the razor for the fucking tech, the dog collar match, and it's like. <laughs> What if his gimmick is he just he whenever he referees he's gonna get the shit kicked out of him in some way or another like it's just it's the it's the law you know it's I like it. Um, can you imagine explaining that to Jr. before like Rampage and him getting really mad about it? Be <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, someone said yeah, goalie said up here need this desperately need this need the Jarrett team opposite the, the famed FTR uh, who we don't talk about a lot around here but that would be that would be awesome. Jeff and Dax is really what I need to honest with you. you know that's that's the real that's the juice there. Um, I always do. To be clear, Cash Wheeler's fucking awesome. You know, I'm not understanding that, but who is yeah. an objectively funnier opponent for Jeff Jeff Jarrett? Dax Harwood. Like, I mean, that's just it, that's life. You know, it's the games we play. I mean, it's um, factual. The American Dragon Brian Danielson was at home here. Um, he had a sprint with Tony Nice. Quick yeah. thing before we even talk about the like specifics here, Dukes. How do you feel about the the usage of a like a back and forth sprint? This thing's went like three minutes, four minutes around that. Am I right in saying this is something they hardly ever do? Because it feels yeah, like something they never do. It it felt pretty rare because they were just kind of like they were just going, and I knew it wasn't going to be long because one it was Tony Nice and I I knew the MJF promo was coming. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was like haunting me in the back of my head. But uh, <laughs> you, were, you were right to be scared <laughs> too. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was awesome, especially when it's like Brian doing it. Mm-hmm. And Nice has got really explosive offense, right? So you mm-hmm. can kind of. He's a natural fit for this. Chris, what do you think of that? As like, I think sometimes Dynamite can be a little bit formulaic with the times. You know, like if it's a competitive match, it has to go 10 minutes, it has to go 12 minutes. Here you saw, I think this actually did a lot for Nice and it was only a couple minutes long. What did you think? Yeah, the, tw- the 10, 12 minute thing has been really noticeable for a long time. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like regardless of how good two fighters are, or how, you know, mm-hmm. lopsided it is, like there's going to be short fights, there's going to be long fights. And this was just, you know, it, it felt like it was something to get Brian out there kind of for the crowd and, you know, have him have a quick little match and it served its purpose i think i mean it was fun it was yeah. quick uh yeah no I, I i i i'm not opposed to seeing this more often tony needs a difficult one because it's like i don't i don't want to be the guy who's like he deserves better bro you know because like that's just so annoying like every wrestler on the roster deserves better quote unquote it's like i do think he's like genuinely good in a way that he could probably fill this role like more consistently than he does um, when he first came in, it felt like he did this regularly, and then he kind of cycled full C show mode. Like, what do you do with a Tony Nese, Dukes? I mean, not you personally, but like <laughs> you were Tony Khan. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good spot for him. Just like losing on TV against mm-hmm. other good wrestlers, like they like AR Fox or something like that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's a good rampage match there. That is a good match. That's a pretty good fantasy booking, Chris. What do you think? Anything? Yeah. Are there bigger things for Nice? There is this just about what he needs to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. I think at the very least, like I, I obviously I don't know where the ceiling is with him if you were to mm-hmm. dedicate you know time to him, but I, I think um, at the very least he deserves to wrestle. You know, yeah. <laughs> like he, he's good enough for that. So yeah, I mean, I always 
he, he's very solid. He's he's pretty good. Um, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I, I I think this is about the the right spot that you put him. I think at the beginning, the way they were using him, like in this kind of spot, I I, I agree. That's that's probably the right way to go with him. Yeah. Quick question here from Don't Have an Out. He says, "So what is next for the acclaimed?" Uh, the guns, question mark, or the Lucha Bros off the Death Triangle drops the trios bells. Are they going to have a program? Do you think in between now and the pipe, it feels like they may just kind of like kind of chill and be in the background somewhat. FTR is the pay per view match. I think we all agree. So, yeah. what, what do we think, Chris? What do you reckon for the acclaim coming up here? I think. I mean, I don't know. I, right now, like my my focus was on yeah, the next big thing for them is probably FTR, but that's mm-hmm. like kind of still a ways away. Um, yeah. And then I, I really wouldn't want them to stretch something from now to then, especially if it's FTR, because I'm not sure how, like, it, they're not, like, crazy over the top that you could span that over, mm-hmm. you know, this many months. But, um, yeah, probably something, I mean, probably something quick, like, they just came off yeah. of, you know. They, I mean, they, they, it's not, like, they, they had something quick with the guns, kind of. They, they just did this one pretty quickly. I think they can fit one more in. I just don't know who it is. It's hard because I think the natural solution is the guns, right? Like I think you do when the guns beat the F, beat the FTR. Doing it again when guns beat FTR. My assumption was they were going to get the title match after Jeff and Lethal, and then it would circle back and FTR. Would go. But the guns have not stopped talking about FTR. So like, I don't think they're going to get a title match and then wrestle FTR. It feels like FTR are going to come back and beat the guns, and then we're going to. Mm-hmm. So, Dukes, what do you think? Is there any? Is this kind of one of those deals where they're just going to be slotted into something else for a couple of weeks, or what do you reckon? They should wrestle Hook and Jungle Boy. Well, they could just do it on Rampage, could, but that wouldn't that. But Hook's undefeated. Jungle Boy can get pinned. Well, hold on, hold on. The Jade Cargill undefeated in, undefeated in singles action. Yeah, I don't know. Taz lose the title. That. Have you asked Taz? No, I haven't. I should ask him. Yeah. He might, he's gonna quote tweet me though. I don't know. That would be awesome, actually. <laughs> it would. <laughs> um, Lucha Bros is definitely a good one. It depends what you expect to happen next week, really. I mean, I know there's – Dave had a one of the great Daves ever this week where he said <laughs> they don't know yet who's going to win the series, which <laughs> – shout out to him. Um, we'll see. I don't, I'm not confident either way right now. This is pretty good. Top flight as a as a one off is pretty good. I like that a lot. You know, you can maybe give them a win on like next rampage and then just have them wrestle for the belts on the Wednesday after. Because you don't have to. Not all of these matches needs like a lengthy explanation. They could just be title yeah. matches. Um, it is hard because we have got some time to fill, right? Like, because mm-hmm. as you said, Chris, you wouldn't want the FTR program to be like a super long program, um, especially because it's baby faces and it's yeah. It'll be interesting. We'll see. As I've said a million and one times, they are not exactly stacked on the heel tag team side. And, like, I think we'll kind of see where which direction they go here. Maybe, Maybe it'll be the kingdom. kingdom. Yeah. There you go. That's the kingdom. There you go, yeah. And Bennett just had a really good show in. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. All right. Let's circle back to Brian here. Duke, you mentioned the, the segment, the impending doom that was the MJF segment. Yeah. I want to be clear before we get into this. There was good stuff in this segment. Like, there was a good mm-hmm. segment within this segment. But, fuck, there was also a lot of bad stuff. And... The issue to me appears to be that MJF's like natural form plays into like Brian's worst ha- like instincts. <laughs> and like the one chink in Brian's kind of armor is that he can be kind of goofy in these segments and do like SmackDown talking segments. Um, that sure happened here. 
So we have two months ahead of us. So before we get into the step they, they announced, basically announced, um, Dukes, was this as bad as you feared it would be? What did you make of this uh, this talking segment? No, because I don't think it was, like, bad. I don't think – Yeah. It was just so long. He just he just keeps talking. Like it's so much. It's so much filler. That's yeah. just like not like the last five minutes of it was awesome. It was fine, but I didn't need the whole like. I mean, it popped me at first, but then it kept going for ten minutes. Like the whole mom joke thing. Yeah, well, it was like ten minutes. <laughs> just not needed. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. MJF is capable of so much. So when you see this, it's like, you know. Like, this is so... It's so it's, annoying. It's Shane Douglas. <laughs> That's wait, till, wait till you see the, the vibrator. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, hopefully that cosigns why I just said doesn't disagree. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you think of this talking segment here with Brian and, and Max? Yeah, definitely a little long. Um, I think... Uh, like, in this feud, I like the fact that it's, it's like, not shying away from that Brian's so cool with making his... Like, getting up the ranks and stuff and, and, mm-hmm. and earning the shot. But um, man, like Brian's promos, or I mean, obviously, you know, I, I feel like MJF had like the kind of worse, you know, yeah. part of this. But Brian's whole like he just screams thing and just mm. like yells loud is not my my cup of tea. The mom jokes were very, you know, I don't know. It's just uh, it's a lot, especially because Brian's very like dad jokey a lot sometimes, yes. and then you mix that with the yelling. It's 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 just it's not <laughs> yelling dead jokes. It's just not my thing. Yeah, and again, um, he's like my favorite of all time, and I just I can't I can't I can't. There's nothing I could say. He's very he's very up and down for me. I, I think part of my issue with it here was that like this is supposed to be a hated like a you know real heated feud yeah. because Regal got killed. R.I.P. Um, it's, it was a weird one. I mean. The fact that they've got two months to fill, I would hope they kind of put their heads down and come up with some ideas. Speaking of such, Chris, are you in or out on 60-minute Iron Man? So in. Four. So in. I couldn't be more in, actually. My God. Me couldn't too. Couldn't be more in. Oh, my God. You're just all in. No concerns. No. About the match itself, no. At all. That, that was... Actually, that's that's the best way to put it. About the match, I have no concerns. The youthful optimism of you, fellas. I, I, I'm with, I'm with you at heart. There are some scary things going around the head, you know? Like, I just, my only concern would be, um, and I say this, is I regularly think, you know, said Brian's the best wrestler ever. So I, my only concern, you know when he sometimes does the bit, and Matt's talked about it before, where he just like shows it, like, this is the match I'm going to wrestle. And it's like, you know, the audience will take it if they, the you do that for match an hour. Yeah, like yeah. If, if he, if they work the mat for 25 minutes of an hour draw, or whatever they're gonna, whatever they're gonna do, because um, I think there's a good chance they do the overtime bit because that's oh uh, fuck. They are. I, like to be clear, let me. I want to be very <laughs> clear because we have two months to discuss it. So I'll just I'll establish my my place here. I don't have any questions about MJF's work. No, I think he'll be fine. Him being so like infrequently in the ring and putting muscle on as of late does make it a little concerning, but I still think he'll be fine. As a famed sicko and nerd. I am excited to see what this looks like. It, it pops me from like that perspective. I'll just say, I think it's very bold, very bold, you know, Fair. with how they do pay-per-views. I think it's a very, very brave move. What is the longest AEW world title match they've done on pay-per-view? Cause we were looking at this the other night off the air, me, Bobby and Matt. And it was like, even hangman and Kenny was 25. Yeah. You know? 
They've they've not they've very seldom have they veered into even like beyond half an hour from what I can recall. So it's just it's gonna be really interesting. Packing that on the end of a four hour pay per view is gonna be it'll, it'll be intriguing. Um, but I mean it's Brian, right? It'll be fine. All right, we'll have time to talk about over the coming weeks. For the last thing I want to kind of highlight on Dynamite because the the women's tag we're gonna talk about the more specific pieces of when we get to Battle of the Bells. Um, Swerve and AR Fox. You know, we kind of talked about Nice's role earlier. AR Fox is doing a hell of a job thus far, right, since since coming in. I mean, he's like the perfect example of someone who's given them good TV in defeat. Mm-hmm. You know, he got a little cred, obviously, with the top flight win that he wasn't, like, necessarily involved in, but still, <laughs> he got the check. Um, this was a really fun match. Dukes, what did you make of, of Swerve and AR Fox? I really liked it. Um, I thought it, I actually thought it ruled. Um, they just kind of fucked each other up for, like, <laughs> 10 minutes. It was awesome. Yes. It's very uh, explosive, fair to say. Yeah, very explosive. So Death Valley Driver on the apron is fucking crazy. Fox takes some insane bumps. Yeah, really insane bumps. Uh, it's kind of amazing because I remember that was a discourse about Fox like ten years ago. Was he's gonna have to slow down on the bumps because like you know it'll be tough for him to to hang in there like this, and he's like, it just looks exactly the same. I don't know, man. That shit has no rhyme or reason at this point. Um, Chris, what did you think of of Swerve's uh, homecoming match? I guess right against AR Fox. Yeah, so I this match I was kind of away from from the mm-hmm. TV and I wasn't watching my dad, right? But he texted me. He goes, uh, "The beginning of Swerve versus Fox. Wow!" And I said, <laughs> "And I said, wow, good or wow, bad?" And he goes, "Wow, wow." So I don't know what that means, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I loved it. I think especially you know for this for this crowd for this city, it was a great great pairing um it's fun this felt like a you know early AEW match to me and i liked mm-hmm. it yeah i like that cool I, I thought the same thing um that was, that was tremendous all right <laughs> let's let's move now to the always anticipated vibrator segment um i assume many burials of the famed tope suicida are ahead let's get into it boys here we go all right do we usually play a video what video do we usually play I don't think we play a video. We don't play a video. All right. So the vibrator here for <laughs> Dynamite January 4th. Um, Dukes, you did not get a chance to talk about this kind of, uh, this opening, this opening match with Ricky and Jericho. I've noticed a lot less segments here appear to be in front of me. I'm just, Ricky and Jericho, there is right at the top of the... Was that a conscious decision, boys, to kind of um, streamline the vibrator? Well, um, this was like... This is all me, I'm going to be honest. Oh, um, Tope Suicida was not involved in the vibrating this week. He just kind of made... I just like... I just sent him all the stats and he just made the graph. Hmm... He was um. I, look, this just this just get out there. Is he has he signed a contract of NXT? You know, or? Which NXT? Yeah. Are we allowed to say? I don't know, man. Like, I just I don't think he needs to show off about on like you know getting his new he's, house in in he's, Paris he's, or wherever. He's. Yeah, he's going to England. It's it's just it's a little much, but good luck to him. Um, okay, nonetheless, so this was all you, Dukes. So. You liked uh, the Ricky and Jericho match. I said we have above good vibes. A very solid open to the program. Yes, I had a fun time. Um, I thought the um the part where Daddy Magic like hit him with the bat was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. 
I thought it was like well done. And then I thought I actually thought that would be the finish. Until I remembered that I said Ricky Starks was gonna win and then I was validated because I was correct again. Yeah, well, you know, spend enough time around good veterans and it kind of rubs off. Um <laughs> I'm surprised to see, Dukes, that a hangman segment would fall. Does that say more about how good Ricky and Jericho was, or do you have an issue with the dick in a dirt business? Oh, no, I love that. I just don't think okay. it was Hangman's strongest promo. Yeah, I didn't know um, actually. But it was more of just, I thought the match was better. They lost their way a little bit for reasons out of their control, right? Like, they were trying to have this really intense yes. segment, and the mic fucked up, Mox died doing that. <laughs> Mox is, like, incredible improv with the yeah. mic, and... I mean, it ruled, to be clear, but it was a little bit hard for Hangman to get back on track after that, I felt. Um, His Rampage promo was way better. Yes, and we'll, we'll get into later the kind of, you know, what we expect next week from that match. Um, tag title, look at this, boys. Look at how far we've come. Look, I remember when the Tope Suicida, he had Jeff down there at shits every week. Look at us now, impeccable vibes for the world's tag team titles. First time they've been there in a while, isn't it? Well, probably not, probably since the acclaimed FTR match, but still. Yeah. You get what you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this rule. We've, we've kind of covered this. Um, I look forward to Jeff staying at the impeccable grade. Very Rick possible. says the boss. Now, you the wink. That's true. Now, my question is, when did you do this, Vibria Dukes? Um, yesterday. Okay. Was you tempted, considering how things have unfolded since, to actually... <laughs> Use that title of Brit says the boss and rate this much lower because no kind of emergency stations on that front, you know. At the time, you know, this is a yeah. in in the moment vibe later vibrator. I still think yes. I still think Mercedes is coming in. I just don't think she's wrestling on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So I've I've kind of adjusted in order to cope if it doesn't happen. I respect that. Um, we'll talk about that a little more later, Chris. What was your reaction to the boss? As you said, wink. <laughs> following too. Yeah, I think so. So that obviously was like, oh, she's coming in. And then the other segment was like, oh, what? Um, so, yeah, I, I do still think she's coming in. Um, the The segment was like, I think it was it was better than most of of those types of segments that they've been doing recently. Yeah. But, um, yeah, on the Mercedes front, um, I think she comes in. I just, yeah, I don't think she's in the match. I, I, regardless, like, she does reaction if they're pairing people off like that. She didn't need a partner. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. There's, there's different ways they can go about it, I think. Yeah, that's an interesting element. Um, I do want to quickly credit Britt. I think she's done a lot better of promos of like, you know, kind of spreading the love a little bit rather than just kicking the shit out of whoever she's talking yes. about. Um, and that's where sometimes like, I think people can be really, you know, obviously people can be dicks online and stuff, but I do think that was a criticism that logical people were putting forward. And I think she's been aware of it and has adjusted. Obviously, she was doing it more overtly here because that was the point of the promo. But I think she's been doing it in general for the last couple of months. Um, yeah. Also, um, yes. Jamie Hader was on the screen, so it cannot fall below good vibes. Yeah. Well, you're a big fan of the Brits. Um, Some of them. Yes. So, but no, so I like the act a lot. And actually, I think this direction they took with her talking about the homegrown talent and stuff, I actually was pretty interesting. Um, American Dragon Television Sprint. Uh, we stay at good vibes. We kind of discussed this earlier. Um, any temptation, young Dukes, to to even go higher with this? I mean, this was an American Dragon, Brian Danielson television sprint, brother. Yeah, it just kind of it kind of kept the um the momentum of the show going, mm-hmm. but again, it could not. I didn't let my get, myself get too fired up because I knew what was coming. Indeed, here we go. The franchise. <laughs> 
the franchise MJF promo as we plummet to a mid, ironically, a mid rating. Um, wow. How the mighty have fallen, huh, guys? Look at that. Yeah. yeah. Again, like not bad, but you know. It's yeah. mid. It's fine. It's, it's mid. Bad. It was mid. It happened. How the tables turn. Okay. Take that. Maxwell Jacob Friedman, television ratings killer. <laughs> By the way, that is one genuine positive for the ratings being down. That is like an incredible addition to that bit, you know? It's so funny. Like his bit being that he would just like sincerely tweet about how the ratings would go up and they just haven't. Respect. <laughs> It's almost worth just swallowing. I mean, it's, it's a good bit. I respect that. It's funny. Um, Iron Man match, as you said, you said you're all the way in, yet I do not see an impeccable vibe here, which is questionable. But is that because of the last segment, the, the yeah. law of momentum? Yes. Okay. Good job, boys. All right. We move to our two. Um, Lucha Underground lifts, <laughs> which is one of the highest rated things on this show, actually. Are we big Lucha Underground guys or something? <laughs> no, I just know that. The, I, didn't, I haven't even seen the original match. I just know what happened before. And, it, and the match popped me. I liked it a lot. Well, I respect that very much. That one came in pretty big. I was if you didn't tell me, I'd have seen Tope Suicide had his fingerprints. Now I know he's a big swerve. He, stand, there's no way know. he's watched Lucha Underground. <laughs> no, but because it was swerve, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, you remember when he wanted to rate the affiliate segment impeccable? That was yeah, embarrassing. That was, wasn't it? it was sad. It was a new low. I almost um, I almost went to Philadelphia to fight him or wherever the fuck he's from. I don't know. <laughs> France. <laughs> <laughs> Manchester, England. Yeah. Um, not so mystery partner revealed. I'm stunned that this is so high. I mean, even when I I thought initially it was like a curveball, but even still, that's a high mark for what was you know kind of weird. Yeah, the promo wasn't great, but I very yeah. much enjoyed Sheeta being angry in the background, right. which means she's gonna be a heel soon. Right. Christy Coast on this. What do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say like I didn't think it was good either. Like. To... <laughs> Yeah, for, for it to outweigh like the weirdness of it. I gotta be honest, boys. I'm I'm looking at pop, but you know, bad. I think that's, that's wrong. I mean, that's fair. That's very. I don't fair. think it was that bad. I didn't say it was. I said pop, but you know, bad. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> pop, but you know, bad to me is like I enjoyed this, but I concede. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it was long enough for it to be to to kill the vibe of the show. That's fair. Momentum. I always forget the momentum. Um. F-T-R-I-P. This actually was genuinely good. The guns have like developed into a real TV act. This feud's done a lot for them too, uh, more specifically. Um, are we excited for the rematch? Gun Club, F-T-R-2 or 3, wherever we're at now? I think it's 3. And it's yes, three, I'm yeah. excited. This 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 segment was very funny. Mm-hmm. They, did the, like um, the they did the Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Well, they, they hit, their, they hit um, <laughs> F-T-R's music. They did do that, yes. <laughs> they actually got the people too, which I know. I res- got me. They got my god. And you was on the air for where match in Tokyo. <laughs> I said that no rules. way. That fucking rules. And there um, was no way. It's crazy. You said you like the gu- more into the guns now as like a genuine television actor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think they de- they've developed really nicely, both like as characters and mm-hmm. in ring. Um, I think Austin specifically has has. It's yeah. been really good because he, I was kind of like not, I mean, to, to me, he's always had more promise uh, than Colton, but like, I still saw, like, I'm not so sure I'm sold on this guy, but he's really like, he's really stepped up a lot. And I think they're really entertaining. So yeah, I'm really excited to see, to see the next match. And I well, think uh, Colton Gunn, Colton Gunn was like 37 and 0. All right. At one point, let's not disrespect. 
one of the longest he's, running undefeated streaks in AEW. His look here was incredible, man. Like he he genuinely looked like he was at like a <laughs> he looked more to me it was more wedding. Yes. <laughs> like like best man speech <laughs> after a few drinks. Like it was it was good shit. And I, I said it on the review show, but when Austin was like, I have some things to say too, and Tony Schiavone goes, please just email it. <laughs> it was good Tony was man. in fucking rare form tonight. He was awesome. Yeah. Like during the um the Brian MJF segment when Max was like gonna accept the step. He goes, "Do it, dumbass." Yes, he did. Yeah. I don't know. Man. I think I think the new stage really did something to Tony because he flipped the switch. He flipped the yeah. switch on that show. That like he he was kind of he was kind of coasting for a little bit last year, mm-hmm. but here he I don't know what happened. Also, Pop I think he did something yeah. to Jr. too because on on Rampage, he was on fire. Well, he gets excited for the double headers. You know, like to, he's quote. True. Where at the start of Battle of the Belts and they explain this, he's like, you know, R2, he's like, this is what every wrestling fan dreams of. And I like, <laughs> and they, they immediately cut to a Kip Sabian graphic. And I was like, God, what an incredible thing to say. What a time. Beautiful. Um, Baddie's Law here, still above Pops, doing pretty good. Um, simple question on this one Is Red Velvet actually going to win the TBS title, or is this just like the latest version of that match that we've seen before? <laughs> um, I have no idea. I really yeah. wanted to. I really wanted to be Willow, but I wouldn't yeah. be mad if Red Velvet beat her. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing, man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird that she came back and immediately they went into this. Like, I have no issue with it because I like Red and I'm happy for it to be a singles. But it is. It feels like there must be some kind of plan, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird one. Um, again, we'll talk about Jaden Sky more when we get to Battle of the Bells, folks. Hold tight. No holds borrowed. <laughs> One of my favorite things on the show. <laughs> I forgot. That was another great AEW moment that Jeff produced. He's incredible. I love him. No, no holds borrowed. It's fucking awesome. And then we close with the impeccable vibes doubleheader. King of TV dethroned and the, st- the Stinger hug. And of course, referencing Sting's hug with Darby Allen, not with Duke's dad. No. Um, what a great way to close the show. Really triumphant feel, wasn't it? It was very, mm-hmm. very celebratory. Great stuff. All right. That was a pretty successful vibrant, if you ask me, folks. Good show. Doing well, yeah. I enjoy it. I like Fleet Week. All right. Here we go. Let's put this uh, overlay back on so Matt doesn't text me saying abusive. And now, he doesn't watch this. Well, you'd be surprised. Takes notes on all the shows. Um, part of his EVP role. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> on to Rampage. In what was probably, I'm looking here, I'm looking really closely. I think this actually was my favorite match of AEW's week. Blackpool Combat Club, opposite Top Flight. It has been a while since Brian and Mox teamed up. This was the original you know, version of this act. Mm-hmm. This is the, the latest piece of this kind of TV program in which they've elevated Top Flight. Um, this was unbelievable. The, the Psycho Knee rebound deal was like genuinely got me on my feet. This match was fucking... And best of all, Darius looked incredible. He yeah. was laying his shit in. Um Big time hit. Chris, what did you make of the combat club? Obviously, uh, top flight here once again. It was it was awesome. It was, it, this, I, I wanted when it was happening, I was like, this is one of my favorite matches in a long time. And then I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Kenny Osprey was Wednesday. I like to calm down there. But it was so fun as a tag team match. Like I, I was a little mm-hmm. concerned because like with the with the pairing um of top flight and Blackpool Combat Club, I was like, okay, well, like pacing might be a problem here. Yeah. But it was per- like to me. It was it was perfect on that end. I thought they did great. I thought the story was awesome. Of like uh, the fast pace of Top Flight, and then kind of Mox to kind of get him and slow him down and just mm-hmm. 
do his shit too. Like to where it, you know, I love Top Flight, but sometimes it doesn't feel like their matches are a fight, and this one felt like a sure. fight, right? Yeah. And just just everything about it of of the mixing of styles was was incredible. I had a really good time with this one. I also like the way that um, that Brian kind of matched Moxley in that regard, right? I mean, Brian always hits hard, but he like really slowed himself down and focused more on that, so the top flight looked even more spectacular on the other end. Um, yeah, Darius was really hitting hard, absolutely. Dukes, what did you think of the uh, the opener of Rampage? Yeah, I really liked it. I was after it ended, I, I had to think of um, if I liked this one or the one with Claudio better. Mm-hmm. But I think I think it was this one. Yeah. I think this one was better too, and that, and that's not a. I mean, the yeah. other match was really good. This is something they need to do more of, right? Where it's like this was, mm-hmm. it's top flight is one of those things where it's like we all know what they're capable of, but because of a range of reasons, and Darius has had some terrible luck, they haven't really got going at all. Again, it's no one's fault; it just shit happens, right? This feels like it's got them so much further along, and best of all, the battle rule gave them a win. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they're com- they're like just getting the shit kicked down; like they're competing. You know, they're they're in there and. uh Brian and Moxley are maybe the what two of the top three guys in the promotion. I mean, this is a big deal for them. So yeah, I thought the match was an absolute smash hit. It's probably one of the best. Honestly, I'd be intrigued to know what the last Rampage match was, which was like as good as this. I'm actually interested. Do we know? Mox we and Takeshita. Oh yeah, but I didn't see it, so don't count. <laughs> well, fair. <laughs> that's definitely the answer. I just I forget that's the thing. I get it. Um, okay. Speaking of, of Rampage matches that were worth watching, Darby Allen and Mike Bennett, this was no surprise to me all this was good because I've been consistent on this. Like, I'm not a huge Taven fan. I think they're a good team. But Bennett has become like legitimately good in a, in a big-time way in the last couple of years. Um, he's added like a real toughness and kind of grit to his in-ring work. He feels really fiery in there. And, he, you know, like he's, he, there's a nice kind of uh, intensity to his work. Darby obviously has good matches with everyone, but I thought this was a really big showing for Bennett. I think I saw earlier they got like 10, and it felt like he really maximized those minutes. Chris, what did you make of um, the Rampage main event? Right. So, like, in essence, it's a really quick thrown-together TNT title match, yeah. right? The, the the build of it, because it was just – Darby just won it on Wednesday. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, like, the, the promo before and then the actual match itself, like, it felt like this was super important to Bennett – like in his head, you were talking about the grit. Like throughout the match, you're like, dude, he really wants this. Like he mm-hmm. really wants yeah. this is super important to him. Because obviously for us, we're like, okay, Darby's first defense. But it kind of took me out of that. And like, this is a guy that understands that he just got to this company and he has a chance to win like what one of the most important, yeah, one of the most important titles yeah. that they present on the show. Uh, and that he was trying to take advantage of that. Right. So I thought mm-hmm. he was great. I thought he knocked this out of the park. And then I think hopefully, like, the reception to him after this and then obviously his performance will we'll get them to – I think the, the way that they should go after this is, is the acclaimed, but yeah. definitely to be on TV more more consistently after this because he did great with the with the very limited spot that he was given. Yeah, I'll be totally honest. I think there's a very good chance they end up being an, like a Ring of Honor team, a Ring of Honor act again because, <clears throat> of course, they're familiar to you know that audience. Right. I honestly think they deserve to be – like full AEW guys. And if they're not, that's no problem. I mean, I'm glad they've got the gig regardless. But like watching Bennett on this stage, I'm not saying they need to be the top heel team, but I genuinely think they're like a really good fit for the two or three seed on that side. Um, these guys are damn good, especially Bennett as of late. He's 
he really is solid. I'm really happy for him he's getting his chance because, look, obviously, you know, he is what he is. The WWE run was was a, it was a disaster. I mean, that's just the only way to put it. Like, ain't his fault. Shit happens, but it was bad, and he's had to rebuild his kind of image and reputation as a wrestler fairly or unfairly. He's had to do that, and he's done a great job, and here he is. So, I was really happy from Duke. What did you make of the TNT title match? Yeah, I loved it. Um, Darby took like a fucking disgusting just bump because he did a missile drop kick to the outside for some reason. Oh, yeah, <laughs> not like. I don't know why, but it yeah. popped me because he just mm-hmm. he's a lunatic. But um, yeah, it was a good match. They also did the uh, the Russian leg sweep spot to the yes. floor. Remember that one from the apron? Mm-hmm. That was that was tremendous. Um, they weren't the only good matches on Rampage either. Britt and Jamie, opposite the Renegade Twins. Um, Renegade so Twins good. are an act that I have like seen sparingly when they've been given TV. I remember. I seem to remember them doing a match with Ruby that got time on Rampage and us kind of complimenting their work. Yeah, it was, Um, I want to say it was like the Owen qualifier because they did the thing where they like swap places because they're yeah. twins. Yes, you're right. That was the finish. Yeah, I remember that. And we were kind of, we actually thought they were going to win. Mm-hmm. Remember that? That would be a thing. Um, they always like bring it and they have like a genuine TV um, physicality because sometimes when wrestlers are new to TV, their shit looks really loose, right? Like their stuff doesn't at all. It looks TV ready. Um, this match was super physical. Structurally, what an interesting match, too. They kind of did like, like the Renegade Twins kind of lent into the fact that the crowd likes Britt and Jamie. Um, and like they kind of give them a hot tag, but then they kind of baked in a Renegade Twins hot tag. It was a really like uniquely structured match. And I don't mean that as an insult. I thought they did a really good job of it. I really like this one. Uh, Chris, what did you make of what felt like a big shine here for the Renegade Twins? You're muted. Yes, you're real. Oh. Owned. Shades. <laughs> shades of shades of bing bong after a long in show there, folks. See that? I can see he was cooking. Okay. Did you see Chris the energy in his face? He, he was, was excited rolling, to put yeah. it open, man. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah, I thought it was very unique feel. But like you said, I can't think of another match that was that, that I can think of that was, you know, that, that has this kind of dynamic to it. Mm. Um I, I I've seen the Renegades when they've been on TV and I don't think I've like really loved them, yeah. but now this was like night and day to me when I saw this. Um, I think they've developed greatly since the last time I saw them. And um, yeah, the, the, the way that they handled the, obviously the, the, the crowd is behind Britt and Jamie and they got, Britt and Jamie got like dueling chance for each other mm-hmm. kind of at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was really great. Hopefully they can, you know, keep it up, keep improving and keep getting uh, like kind of the spot. And then who knows later. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, if they do the uh, the tag title thing, they're going to be like a huge, you know, they, that's going to be huge for them if they do it. Right. Um, Dukes, what do you think of this match? And then more specifically, this dynamic with Britt and Jamie is kind of interesting because the natural play is that Britt turns. Mm-hmm. But it's like, there's got to be some temptation to have them just be a babyface act because yeah. how long have we been saying that Britt should be a babyface now? You know, like... It's true. In some ways, it feels like you're going backwards to kind of go away from that. Um, so anyway, first, which of the match, and then kind of more broadly that dynamic. What do you think? The match I thought was really good. I I like the Renegade Twins. They've been good like every time we've seen them, like you said. Mm-hmm. And um, Jamie's entrance music. Oh my god. Yeah. So good. She like walks the ring. She was like headbanging. Her hair was flying everywhere. It was hilarious. Uh, the crowd was rocking for this, which is like. Mm-hmm. But that's like all I need for a match to be good in my eyes is for the crowd to be hot. I yeah. like very easily get into it. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think this dynamic, this team is kind of awesome as baby faces. Just fucking, they're over. Yeah. 
And also, and I don't mean this as like a slight, I don't mean this to knock Brit as a single, but she's like genuinely good as a tag wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like it is, as a singles, even when she was rolling, she was like inconsistent. She's very, very seldom anything other than like really good in these matches. Like, is it because I know the easy thing to say is, well, of course, she's good in these. She's team with Jamie. Like, I mean, her performances are good in these matches. Like, it's, it's, it's really, um, it's an interesting spot they're in because I have no problem with them wanting to do the feud. And if they do it, I'm for it. But it's like, it feels like they've just kind of got going with them as like, we've spent so much of this act waiting for the turn. What if they're just an actual fucking babyface team and the crowd loves them? Like, yeah. I don't know. Also, it would help those belts tremendously if they were the first champs, wouldn't it? I mean, that would be a pretty big deal. So intriguing for sure. Also, another thing that I forgot to say because I kind of got mm-hmm. thrown off a little. But there, like a lot of times in these matches where it's kind of got that like squash feel of you know who's going to win, it doesn't feel competitive. This one, like the yeah. Renegade twins were hitting them so hard. For sure. But it, like it definitely kept you in. So I think they're great. And yeah. I think um, it's it's gotten to the point where like the Brit and Jamie act is so good that I think you can just leave them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, and I think maybe that's what the Soraya segment was actually trying to achieve. Right, it was trying to create that kind of homegrown versus I don't want to say XWWE, but you know the the big signings, that kind of idea. Um, Battle of the Belts. The main thing I want to talk about with this because we already talked about Jeff, and we will talk about Kip and Orange, but the main thing I want to talk about is Jade and Sky Blue, which like was genuinely a really fun match, but more importantly than any of that shit had, like, an all-time great AEW finish. Um, one that, if the rest of the match was bad, would have made up for it, and the rest of the match wasn't bad at all. It was, like, fun and well and well worked. Um, Jade, while as a character, feels to me stagnant. I think her work has been pretty consistently solid in the last couple months. And I, I, I'm not... I say that with a little hesitation because I can't remember necessarily, like, match for match. I'm getting old. But, like, the last couple of tags, I think she's looked good in. And I will say it felt to me the best thing about this match was this match got some time and was really fun and it didn't feel like it was reliant on smoke and mirrors or shenanigans or like it felt like they just could have a normal match, a nice match. And it wasn't like a, oh my God, hopefully it turns out okay. This was a really confident, you know, kind of performance and moment for the belt. I, I like this a lot. Um, Dukes, what did you think of, of Jade and Sky? Yeah, I think Jade's more recent matches have actually been good because... I've noticed a trend that her matches just seem to be better when she just goes to the outside and beats the shit out of her opponent for a little bit. Yeah. Instead of just, like, getting the heat in the ring, she yes. like, goes outside and throws them around, and it's, like, much better. Mm-hmm. And it's Sky Blue is imp- improving a lot yes. to do my, my best Tope Suicida impression. She's very good, and she has gotten good very quickly. She's putting the work in, unlike some others. Oh, come on. <laughs> You know, review, I didn't say it. Or... I didn't say it. I did say it. I, you know, I did say it. Come some on of those, now. Some of those queens are not slaying, all right? Tremendous <laughs> 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 stuff. Chris, what did you think of this one? Yeah, that is great. Um, a lot of times I get really annoyed when they clip something and then the next day it's just all over my timeline and I have to keep scrolling. But this time, the next mm-hmm. day, like every single time I saw it, I watched the full clip because it was – like for the finish, it was so good. I thought Sky Blue did an awesome job. I thought that the match was going to be shorter than it was, um, just because that's what I expected from yeah. you know the position that it was in. But I, oh, it was I, I had such a good time with it. I think that you know we've we've been talking about it recently how strong the division's been feeling, um, kind of since since Tony Storm p- picked it back up a little from where it was mm-hmm. kind of stagnant, and I think that the, the, they they've kept doing it. 
Jade, obviously, yeah, like, as you said, I think she's gotten a lot better in ring and that she's showing that. I just think that the issue is that it's been a long time. Yeah. And that it doesn't feel like creatively um, it's gotten like any more interesting than it, than it was before. It's also gone through like a bunch of different like versions now, right? Like we had like Smart Mark, we had Stokely, we had the baddies without Stokely, and now like if it was the baddies, it's not really gonna be a thing anymore because she kicked Kira out and Red's left. <laughs> so it's like and then she's just it's just Layla Gray, and it's I mean that's cool and all, but I don't know if that's a team you're gonna run regularly. Um, great question here. Dukes, who is allowed to wear a backwards hat in wrestling? JJ asked. That was that was such stupid fucking discourse. I I know we don't talk about discourse in the show, but like yes. who is actually original in wrestling? Nobody. Shut well, up. Well. It's so stupid. Any oh, yes. now now I know that conversation. Who cares? The fiend's pretty original, Dukes. Yeah, originally stupid. <laughs> oh god, he's ass. <laughs> if I can own him. All right, speaking of original, Kip Sabian was up next and uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, you know what? In all seriousness, I would, it would have popped me a company and said this sucked. Well, I actually, voice was pretty good. I thought the finish was like a genuine hot finish. Like, it's mm. the people were rocking for this. <clears throat> Kip is, I will say this Kip is more over in the buildings than I gave him credit for. And I've ignored yes, it. For that's two. true. I don't really know why. I'm not going to investigate it, but I do think that's true. So I thought this was pretty good. I think Orange is obviously great. I thought Kip did a good job. My one thing would be, I don't know where you fellas stand this, but like, Kip is good enough to not do as many bits as he does in his professional wrestling matches. I support bits wholeheartedly. I'm for the bit. This was a lot of bits. And I understand they were given a lot of time to fill, but I just thought it, it actually kind of undercut what he can do. And I'm not saying he needs to wrestle like he's a bowler, but you know what I'm saying? It was just a little much, I thought. But um, nonetheless, Chris, what do you think of the Battle of the Belts main event? Yeah, I thought it was good. It was fine. I, I think yeah. um I think Kip is like just good. Like I think he's solid. Whoa. There you go. Um, I know hot take strong, strong words. Um but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought obviously like I, I thought it, it wasn't the strongest thing on the night for me, but <laughs> to say the least. But yeah. Um yeah, Reese vindicated. Uh yeah, I'm sure Reese enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. He did. Uh, and yeah, no. Overall, I think it just it, it, to me it was strange to cap the night off with this, uh, but it was it, it was harmless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did a good job. It was a good match, Dukes. What do you think? I thought it was kind of boring up until the finish. <laughs> it was like they didn't even feel like bits. It, it just felt like stalling to me. The part where he was singing "Zombie" on the outside was very funny. Yes. Um, and that was about it. But there were some great JRisms in this match, like when the best friends ran out. And he goes, "It's the friends," and then, um, True. I, and then, and then the um, the end was with two orange punches. He goes, "A double dose of orange punch on the rocks." <laughs> oh my! He said, "On the rocks, dude." Yeah. That's slick, bro. That. Good shit. It's so good. The chat appears even divided on this. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. I, we I'll all told that. um, we all told Reese sucked when he came in the the voice chat <laughs> like the night after. Bro, <laughs> he must have loved this match. Like, oh, if I thought it was pretty good, he must have been like four and a half, four or three. He was like, it was great, mate. <laughs> no, I don't know what you were on about. Let's see what cage match. I'm sorry, boys. We At one point, he said in the too. chat, he said, mm-hmm. it's kippening. <laughs> All right. That's still a little much. Let's calm it down. All right. Here we go. Boys, we don't usually do this on Fleetwood, but I'm intrigued. I'm going to set the line. 
at a seven. Over under for Kip Sabian Orange Cassidy. What do you reckon? Seven. What was, over what was the line? Um, seven. I'll go under. I think under, under too. 6.8. Pretty good though, right? That's pretty, that's pretty good. Well done, boys. Good job. Um, Jeff Jarrett, of course, got 7.51, but he's a good wrestler. So nah, can't expect you can bump that up to an eight. 9.2. Um, all right. Let's look at all the tools next week here before we go out here. It's a big week next week. We'll just talk about Dynamite because that's more than enough, quite frankly. Let's talk about the, the elephant in the room. I want to credit the don't have an app, man, for now. For now. Because our, our young lions are still, con- you know, they're confident <laughs> regarding Mercedes, but they don't have an app man said um, Mercedes would not be coming into all elite wrestling. I do not know the situation. Sure feels a whole lot less, you know, light, less likely now. It doesn't mean it's unlikely, to be clear. My big, my um, like kind of emergency stations moment was Dave's so like firm stance. And I know everyone dunked on him, but like Dave's. You know, he's seen a flat back or two in his time. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's seen a, he's seen a poison runner or four. You know, <laughs> like he he knows the game. He's very stern, very firm. He starts. So I don't know what's going on. I would say you'd be very optimistic to expect Mercedes. Doesn't mean it can't yeah. happen. But expecting her, I think, would take a great deal of um, of optimism. Point. So anything on that, boys, because I do want to credit the uh the don't have an out he was very 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 triumphant about his alleged victory um i think i'm at like 60 percent because of like if, if she doesn't show up and then brit did the boss thing like that's mm-hmm. just that's yeah. that's that's disgusting that's nasty right exactly exactly yeah, exactly that's fair. Yeah. that's fair point dukes what do you think is that just the case of tony popped himself what are you yeah i think he I think he wanted to do a red herring with the Tony thing, and I think it was different than the type of red herring we were all thinking. He was like, what if I just don't put her in the match? Then they really won't see her coming. And he's like, got him. You know, just, which isn't good, but, like, it's very Tony Kong because it's dumb. I, 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 think, it, I think she'll come out after the match. They've promoted it so little, man. I know, but the boss um, thing is, like, she yeah. pointed the camera. I mean... You're not wrong. I mean, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> what I think about it, I don't know. A lot of people in the know are still very confident too. Some, we'll of, see. some of Dave's um, stuff on that was incredible. Like someone in the match told someone me. He said, the- he said he said I spoke to someone in the match. <laughs> and, and then Brian Brian Alvarez had to like cover his ass because he didn't speak to someone in the match. He meant someone in AEW, but just like misspoke because he was all flustered because Brian didn't believe him. <laughs> that was so like kid on the playground. It fucking ruled. It's such a human moment. Like I'm, I'm telling you, man. You know, um, we'll see, folks. Like, I think obviously, as good as AEW's been recently, the the evidence would suggest that commercially they could use the boost that Mercedes would bring. And it kind of goes without yeah. saying. Um, we'll see what happens. All I'll say is that they've not promoted it in a way that fills me with confidence. I'll put it that way. But fair. We we shall see. John Moxley and Hangman Page. Simple question, this one, boys. Who's winning and how? Chris. Hang man. Oh, oh two Good lord. I agree, actually. Clean? What do you think? Clean. Buckshot. One, two, three. <laughs> My, actually, you know what? Two buckshots. Because he said, he said he's got a double barrel waiting for him. <laughs> I mean, so what does Moxley do after Hangman beats him clean? Retire? <laughs> Maybe he gets all he gets all mad. They want a rematch, Texas Death Match at Revolution. Uh, 
Very, very interesting. I think Franco is right. And it's going to be very polarizing. I think they're going to oh, do something no. with the concussion. Um, I've read that. It's been so central in the build, you know. To be clear, I'm not saying they should. I just think maybe they stressed about him getting cleared so much. I could see that being involved in the finish, like a referee stoppage, you know. We'll see. Um, we're excited for the match, though, fair to say, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Bill's been a lot of fun. Um, two of the top guys in the promotion, I think. The Rampage yeah. promo, his pre tape was awesome. Absolutely. Um, I'm intrigued by I'm, – I'm trying to think of like what other finishes they could do now that, now that we've started talking about it. Because I don't actually think either guy is going to win like just flat in the middle. I just don't. So then you kind of start – because this is just – to be clear, unless I miss it, this is just a normal match, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Do we think this is main eventing or is the ladder match main eventing? No, the ladder match has to. Yeah. Someone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that, feels, that feels relevant then, right? Because like, this is probably going to open. Yeah, oh, they are so gonna. And how you said they're so gonna do a concussion. Really At least them. a spot in the match, they're gonna do like Hangman's knocked out, and then do like the hand thing. And yeah. Do, oh, yeah. unless they draw. How long is like just a, do regular TV matches have time limits? Twenty, I think they do usually. Um, Brian and Takeshita could open too. Yeah. So that would mean it'd be in the middle. I have honestly, I have no idea. I mean, this is I a think, good thing to be. I think the women's tag on. is top of the hour because I think Mercedes will be there. I basically his deal. I think Hangman should clearly win the feud. Mm-hmm. I don't think that necessarily means he's definitely going to win here. Does that make sense? Like, I, I think we're eventually going to get to Hangman beating Moxley. I'm not mm-hmm. sure it happens on Wednesday. I think this may be a stop along the way, and I think it's hard to look past the potential of them doing something involving his his health. Now, again, I don't know how tastefully it will be done or how well it will be done, but I do think it's very, very possible. Um, okay. Women's tag moment in the show, if Mercedes is there. Absolutely. It's, it's a mean it's a mega card. Uh, game seven, Death Triangle Elite. Final prediction, Chris, who's taking the trio's belts? Similar to AEW, I don't know who's going to win this match. <laughs> I... Is it like too obvious to go with the elite? I don't know, because th- that's just uh, I don't know. That's me thinking too wrestling. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't disagree I don't with you though. I understand what you're saying. I, I think there's a real chance that the, the elite are even aware. Like that would be it's too on the nose almost. Hmm. Because I'm, I'm sure. I, now, now I'm thinking like past this. What who go who does what? Right. I think I, I'm leaning towards the elite winning. I think I'm leaning okay. towards the Elite winning. Dukes? Yeah, I think the Elite are winning, and I think they're losing those titles at Revolution also. To whom? The House of Black. Now, you're aware Malachi's got himself in some he got himself in some some heat with uh, wow. with the Mad King. You're aware of this, right? Quick work. <laughs> He's a loser. Fair. I'm sorry. That's, I love him. Fair. We know. That's fair. That's Eddie Kingston's going to fight his own friend. Do you think Miro is showing up in that feud? Someone asked me this earlier. And I hadn't cool. considered it before. I wouldn't mind. Because the last time we saw Miro, he was randomly attached to a trio's feud versus the House of Black. So him coming back to do the exact same thing would kind of be hilarious. I'd respect yes. it. That's just his role on the roster. He's just the third man if you want to fight the House of Black. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we hopefully will get something good in that feud because I think that's far it's been kind of absurd. Um but we'll, we'll discuss Malachi in more detail when we have to. We'll leave it there. 
All right. Brian and Takeshita. Scale of one to ten. Dukes are excited, are you? Oh, impeccable vibes. Oh, I've already liked. I've already locked it in. Impeccable vibes, Chris. Locked in. Yeah. It's gonna be hard to 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 change our minds on that. I think even if it's bad, well, it can't be bad. It can't even be. if it's even if it's okay. Mm. Fuck, dude. It's it's levels of good for a match like this, right? Yeah. It's like the worst version of this match is one that gets only like ten minutes and it's still like a four star match. It is where he is. Brian Danielson is an absolute sicko. He has had ideas for this man since he's seen Guys, him. The, the mm-hmm. forearm exchange spot is going to oh, yeah. be. I'm not ready for yeah. it. I'm really. Yeah. That might have to be its own notch on the vibrator, to be honest. Oh but, wow, that's interesting. I don't think we've ever done that. Cutting up a that's, match. We've for sure we've done, done that. that. We've done it with promos, actually. We haven't done yeah. It. We've done it with matches. <laughs> Forearm smash and pickle vibes. It just stays there. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just to just to distinguish how um, <laughs> how great it was. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, I respect it. Okay, big week ahead of us, folks. Um, the Dynamite Grin Along will be back on Wednesday. Manny and I watching the big time uh, episode from the forum. It's absolutely stat. It's a pay-per-view card based on TV. So please join us for that. Uh, this Wednesday. Um, Dukes, do you have anything to promote? Any final words? Uh, no. Everyone that was worried for my health, I am okay. No, let's not pretend people worried, Dukes. Listen, I got some messages. I'm not going to say from who. Well, I actually believe it. There's, there's some pretty nice people that watch these shows, you know? There are. There are. Believe it or not, I know, you know. A lot of pieces of shit also. <laughs> <laughs> Dukes, he's going to be okay, folks. He's going to... We're going to just hide him in a couple of trios matches, you know, a couple eight-man tags. He'll be back out there working the opener before long. Don't worry about it. Chris, anything, yeah, anything else I'm, to say? Um, <laughs> I'm praying for Duke, so I hope he pulls through. <laughs> um, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, wa- wa- watch Fleet Week. Um, I usually do. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Okay, good. That's a very nice message. I appreciate that. All right, everyone pray for Dukes. Um, please. Send your tips and donations to Dukes at streamlabs.com slash late night grin. Yes, please. Um, donate to his, his medical bills. He's you know, he's banged up, guys. I mean, you can see it. Look at Dukes. I mean, he's he busted his shit, man. Here's what he is. Lots of blood. Um, Dukes say ow. Oh my god, you're on the razor? Yeah, I actually was, yeah. What you were busted open? Yeah. Yeah, how from? On my knee. I fell. Oh, oh. I thought you said my brain's so resting. I was like, more knee, more knee lore. Added to the late right. night grin. Chris, I thought Dukes was going to pull his hat back. He's going to have like a Triple H bandage. Like, that would have been incredible. Yeah, I'd have been so, if you did that, I'd have been so mad you were in a hat this whole time. I'd have been like, fuck, <laughs> man. The shit we could have done with that. All right, anyway. <laughs> okay, tomorrow, Resuperious Worldwide over at In the meantime, at Resuperious.com, you can check out my review of uh, William Ospreay and Kenneth Omega. You can also watch our Grin Along content for that very match. I think it's like four and a half, four and a half hours into that. That show, I think it is. Yeah. You can see us all going crazy. Dukes is about five seconds behind, but it's fucking awesome. It's a great, great time. Um, So you can watch that. That's just purely Omega Osprey content. Worldwide tomorrow, Tuesday, something. I don't know what, Fed Dead, maybe, I guess. And then we'll see you for Dynamite on on, um, Wednesday. They call that show, right? Dynamite's Wednesdays now? Yes, that's the thing that happens. Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. Wednesday for Dynamite Grinnell. Also, Feel free to catch up over at lanenutgrin.com on the Golden Grinnies, where Young Dukes won um, Best Rookie of the People That Are On Fleet Week. Yes. Third <laughs> overall, first on Sundays. 
Yes, an official an official title that we will be moving forward. Thank with, you, so. everybody. Yeah, there you go, folks. There you go. All right. So we hope you enjoyed this, folks. We apologize for being a little late. Dukes was busted wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, as a gift, here is a picture of Bob. <laughs> here is a picture of Oracle. <laughs> and on that glorious note, we implore you to keep grinning. But first, enjoy this outro. Oh, wow.